Hello and welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. Um, so we were just having a bit of an argument just before we started, which is very apt really for this podcast because today's podcast comes off the back the of, a, of your nose. Oh, I think it's where I had a smoothie. The girls, that's where I forgot to work it off. Um, we're also on YouTube if you want to see the thing that's on my nose. I think it's smoothie from earlier. Um, so last a couple of weeks ago, I said to Mark, oh, you know what might be a good idea? Um, because so many people ask me, what is it like to um, go to a marriage guidance counsellor? And I said to Mark, well, why don't we do a whole episode where we do the very, you know, what's it, what it's like with a counsellor at your first session? Because we've done a number of mm. sessions over the years. When was the last time we went to a counsellor? Oh, my God. 15 years ago. Really? As long yeah, as that? 15, 14 years ago. And he said, well, we haven't got any problems. And I said... All marriages have problems. It's just the degree and it's how much you suppress and keep quiet your problems. Also, on another note, I was having a conversation with my daughters the other day. We were talking about some coffee moaning, weren't we? And I was, we were talking about something. And I said, oh, well, when Daddy and I went to couples counselling, and they were horrified. Like, you went to couples counselling? And because we've always spoken about it on here and I have on Loose mm. Women and on our Coffee Moaning show, our live show on YouTube, I just assumed that they knew it. Mm. And they were like, panic stricken. So what? Were you going to get divorced? I said, well, yeah, we were in a really bad way. We were really distant from each other. There were so many things. Our list was getting longer and longer on what we couldn't talk about because it was end up in a row. But we knew we still liked each other enough to try and fix those problems. And actually, I said to you afterwards, didn't I? It was a really good lesson because it was like, when you're young, you think all relationships just have to be natural. You know, if you've got to work at it, mm. if you've got to do anything, then you're not meant to be together. I remember spouting that nonsense myself when I was young. Yeah, yeah, if you have to have same. a discussion about how your relationship's going, then your relationship's fucked. Mm. If you've got to sit down and, and talk about your fears within your then your relationship's fucked. And so it was a really good lesson for them in that, no. And I said to them, I said to them, but look at us now. I said, oh, this, you know, this... Our marriage is a great marriage and I, it's like a huge part of our lives. And we couldn't imagine not being married to each other. But girls, it does take work. But I would argue that at a younger age, you sh- it's slightly more okay to... Go uh, out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, in, in many regards... The decisions to work at a relationship when you're older with someone that you know you want to spend the rest of your life with um, is informed by all those other relationships. Yeah, so in, in a weird way, it's kind of crucial that you do not. And in fact, I had over-examine. a conversation with one of our daughters yesterday when I was saying, you know, you're young. You, you might have had enough after two mm. days, and that's okay. Mm. You know, because you're young. But once mm. you've decided on somebody, then it takes work. Just do that with your hair. I had to do something in my nose. Now he's got to do something with his hair. Put it down. Because otherwise we get to the end of it and we have a row because we go, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me I had a baby hanging out my nose? Yeah. But anyway, so I said to Mark this morning, why don't we, without any discussion whatsoever, just bring up the things that we may be suppressing at the moment? Because it can get out of hand that. And I thought also we could maybe discuss how the way that we approach things now would be different from in the past because everything we used to talk about would end, would light a flame, would ignite. We're both hot-headed, we're both Scorpios, we've both got ADHD and very quickly we could go from zero to 100. And we still can, but we have learnt some things over the years mm. 
that do help us a bit with that. Because there are people that, that listen to this podcast and, you know, they will say to me, oh, but you're really lucky you've got a really good relationship. I'm so, I'm this far away from mm. the person at the moment. We're not communicating at all. And I, I'm just really mindful of always flagging that, that, that yeah. you, you're getting the best of us when we sit down here and communicate. We also forget to communicate and forget that really the root and the foundation of any good relationship is being able to bring up stuff mm. because pushing stuff down fucks relationships it's as easy as that i couldn't put it more succinctly could you no you probably couldn't now um, just before mark was saying oh i don't know what i'm going to do what i'm going to say and i've just looked over and he's got a list a numbered seven list. i've got seven things i've got nothing i've got seven things <laughs> well, I, I must admit though, when, when you said that you wanted to do this you, as i left your your wardrobe you did say oh god i'm trying to think which which was quite nice and i and i have to say i was kind of i don't feel like I'm focused on those things mm. that are a problem. And yet, when encouraged to look at those things, it's mm. interesting because we just had an exchange before we started this where Nadia said, why do you get cross so easily? And if I go into the heart of why I did get cross or irascible, let's say I didn't get cross, cross, but I got irascible just before we did this. Part of a, one part of, a sort of common part of all of the seven things that I've, I've written down is the idea that we already know what emotional state the other one is in, why we're in that emotional state, and almost, if, it, if that emotional state presents in a certain way, a total dismissal of what has led to that. So, for example, you said the other day, why are you being so irritable? And I said, because you're being irritating. Sometimes in the past, I would have really stepped back from saying that because you would snap back too if I was to say you were irritating. And I, I think one of the things I've jotted down is I get frustrated sometimes with a resistance to observations about your mood, your behaviour and the atmosphere that can surround you. I get worried sometimes about flagging it up because... Sometimes I feel like within the family dynamic, I'm a sort of more obviously, like the girls notice when I'm angry or hungry or irascible or irritable or quiet or down. And it's kind of accepted that that's part of the dynamic of the family. But I think it's harder to be acknowledged that you're, if, you, if you're not wanting to reveal that you're feeling something, you will slap it down quite quickly if I was to say, well, you're presenting in a certain way. I, let me give you an example. You look stressed. You look angry. You seem short. It's a contrast. And that's fine. Everyone goes through that, those moments. And if I say something, you'll be like, why are you asking? You're being paranoid. I'm, I'm not actually being paranoid. I'm observing something in you. And I think that that's one big difference between us is that, of course, we all resist what we're being told we are. But I feel that resistance is more in you. I think it's so fascinating. Firstly, just to go back to how you started when you said, and I thought that there wasn't anything. This absolutely proves the point, doesn't mm. it? It's because you didn't think you had anything. I didn't think you had anything. But that's because we buried. And I don't think there is such a thing as a small thing. Because the small thing always grows into the big thing. Mm. And actually, my very first thing that I was going to say to you, and this is going to be interesting on how we can work this out, is the identical thing back the other way. Mm. So everything you've just said to me, you said perfectly of the way I feel about you. And I think we both acknowledge that we both do those things. Now, 
when you first started that, just for people that are just starting out and trying to find a way to communicate, I just wanted to go through the physical things that I was feeling as you started. And then as you started to get angrier and you went to a place of where you... You've just not angrier, not angry. No, 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 I didn't mean angry, I didn't mean angry. More, more intense. As yours intensified and I saw that that was a suppressed feeling and you were getting it out. No, no, listen. I'm listen, listening. Listen, it's really important what I'm saying. Don't make a joke of it. So as you were doing that, I was listening. And this is why I love this podcast because it helps us so much. Because I was wanting to translate to people listening what happens that can drive you into an argument is it starts with a physical thing. So I was like, okay, he's bringing up what I wanted to say to him. <laughs> and that was in my stomach. And then it moved up my stomach, that feeling and the knots and the anxiety mm. and the anger that's coming. It was like, oh my God, this is exactly what he does to me. Oh my God, this. And then it was like, got to my throat. And then in my head, I was saying, this is pointless because... He's saying this, I think the same, I'm going to say that to him. Honestly, listen to this, this is really important. Li- and then I'm going to say this to him, and then he's going to say back to me, well, you would say that, and then da-da-da, and then we're going to have to move on. Right. Because we're going to have to agree to differ, because we're both feeling the same way. And so that was really interesting for me, because it's like, that is the nub of where it all goes wrong for, for people is that you get hurt, you get angry, you feel like you're not hurt, you feel like, oh my God, you got in first with the thing that's why me, and da 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 and then the old me and the old us would go, oh, fuck, and then you're into a row. Mm. And then what you do is you think, we do, that's what people do, is you think, well, I'm not bringing that up again. Well, definitely not saying that, because that's how it went. So I acknowledge that I do that, right? And I acknowledge that often... When there really isn't anything wrong other than the intensity of whatever I'm thinking or I'm doing, that that can look like and feel like it's an intensity against the other person. Like recently, I've just found this passion for podcasts. Mark spends a lot of time editing. I spend a lot of time clearing up and cooking, which I find really boring. And this is, you know, this is something that I would say to you of my things that annoys me, is that hardly a day goes past when you who may have been working for hours take your headphones out try and speak to me you can't speak to me because i'm on my in my earphones and then you get cross that i wasn't available to speak to you straight away and what's been really building in me with that and so sometimes when you're looking at me and i'm a bit intense it's because i'm listening to something either i'm finding absolutely brilliant or upsetting or whatever and there's this just massive irritation from you you know like how sometimes people say that the partner that they with got jealous of them when they were reading because they were taken away mm. from them because they were reading. And sometimes I think, have you got any idea how boring it is to clear up this kitchen 25 times a day, to do the shopping, to empty the fridge, to do the fridge, to cook the meals, to do the five different meals, to deal with everybody's unhappiness or mental health or whatever. Mm. I lock into another place and I feel like I feel really hurt that you don't allow me to do that, that every time you knock it and you make fun of it, you'll say to everyone else, oh, well, your mother's got her ears in. Now, this is one of those things that I keep suppressing because it's really Mm. annoying, upsetting, and I've reached out to you so many times and said, can you not say that? Because it's something that I do because I'm bored shitless clearing up. Just to give a little bit of clarity on that, and this is something else that I think doesn't happen in many relationships and is one of the things that I would say frustrates me about you. I like to problem solve. 
I like to give an answer to why I say things or do things mm. or have the wrong reactions as well yeah. as the right reactions sometimes. What's happened with the headphones isn't about... No, it's good that you raise this. Isn't about a jealousy. Because I think you deserve to have that space. What it is about is that if I'm on my computer, it's obvious I'm on my computer. If someone's watching television, it's obvious they're doing that. If someone's in their room listening to music or if you're in your bedroom on the phone to someone, it's obvious. The problem I have with it is a purely practical one that I think, and this is a classic example, that you've morphed into something that is about my past issues, which is, you know, control, jealousy, wanting to be available. It's actually about none of those things. What it is about is if I say something to you, and I think you're in the room. You're not. And so we have to say it two or three times and I have to call over things. So it's an issue with earpods. It's not an issue with you. OK, so this is really good. So like, so this doesn't come too boring for people because it's our domestic thing. If we're, if we're looking, if we're, if we're doing the forensics on where this stuff comes from within a, within a couple, that's really interesting that you say that to me. And I think this is what we do, folks, all of us in relationships is we pull back and forth old wounds, old pain, old... And sometimes we forget to listen to the... Per actually listen, mm. hear what the other person's saying. And what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that's what you do. I'm saying that's what it feels like. Yeah, and I hear that. It might not... So that's interesting to me that you say that's not it, because that's great. If that's not it, mm. that's what it's feeling like. So maybe those old war wounds are coming up. Mm. But what I've tried to do more often now is that I'm putting my earphones in, I'm listening to a programme, and maybe that's what we need to do. Is that say, helps. I'm now listening to a programme, and so you're going to have to wave. Mm. Just like when you're editing and you're plugged in, sometimes absolutely. I have to say ten times, mark, 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 yeah, mark. Absolutely. But I think also that's, a, that's if, you, if you're a listener, if you're taking this into your own life, not this particular argument, to try and find privacy within your own home for everyone is terribly difficult. Now, we've got this open plan house, haven't we? So wherever you are, you can be heard. There is no private place, is there, well, in the whole house? There is. There's your wardrobe for you in my office for me. Yeah, but you could still be heard. If you had a conversation, if you wanted to cry and scream. And I think this is the case for everybody in everybody's home. But it's interesting that you're using... So it's using... about where do we find our privacy and our independence within our own homes, wherever you live, however you live. And I think sometimes that can be a real rub with couples. It's like if your partner might just want to watch, you know, stuff that you don't want to watch. Luckily, we like often like the same thing or might want to be plugged into the computer. And it's about how do you have that conversation? Oh, we've got a pause. There's a pause someone at the door. Sorry, that was the postman. So, you know, relating it to, for other people that might be listening... The thing is, often, say somebody's on their computer every night. For Mark, it's the podcast, and that was annoying, annoying him. And, and, and they're on their computer every single night, and you've been keeping that quiet. You've had little snipes, and you just haven't really said how you're feeling, that you're hurt, that there's, it may be that you're hurt, that they're not spending time with you, they feel like you feel like they're avoiding you, they feel like they don't really listen to you. And you suppress it, and you suppress it, and you suppress it. And what we've learned from couples counselling, and we fail with this all the time, we learned that we would suppress and then we'd go on the attack. Well, you're always on your bloody computer and it will come out of nowhere because actually it might have been building for ages, mm. you know. Mm. And 
And so the thing is, it's like, it's like when we talk to our girls, isn't it, Mark? At the end of the day, the only way really to really communicate with somebody is to actually tell them the truth. Because often we'll all try and think of different ways we can say something because we don't want to feel vulnerable. Mm. So if, say, your partner is somebody that's constantly on the computer doing whatever they're doing, and you actually, not when they're on the computer, don't go up to them from behind and go, God, you're always on this computer, it's so annoying, what's wrong with you? might be the ways you might approach listener. You actually get them at a different time when they're not in the midst of doing what they're doing and say, can I just say to you something that I'm finding really difficult or that's actually leaving me feel, feeling a bit hurt and a bit neglected and a bit raw? Well, you know, only a psychopath is going to say no, fuck off. And if they do say no, fuck off, then I would advise divorce. Um, but anybody decent, if you actually say, I'm feeling this way and I'm feeling a bit sad, they're going to listen to you. But this is, this is really interesting because I presented something at the beginning that you said you, found, you had this physical response to because it yeah. was exactly what you wanted to say to me. And what you've said about AirPods or AirPods and that privacy and the hijacking, if you like, of that mm -hmm. privacy, which I hope I've given you some explanation, yeah, I hear you or practi on that. a practical explanation. Yeah. And we've come what, to an agreement. What, I'm going to what's, tell you what, when I put them in. What's weird about this is that I have an, when I think about it, an identical complaint back. Okay. Which it? is, I don't have to be on AirPods. I don't have to be on a computer, though I, I am often. I feel you hijack almost any potential situation with what you deem to be the most important thing to yeah. do at that point. Mm. And I sometimes find that you haven't, or you, it comes across to me, that you haven't thought... I've already made a number of prioritising thoughts or decisions mm. and my priority list is slightly different to yours. And I sometimes feel that, and I've said it before when we've had rounds, sometimes I worry that that's an aspect of it's your way or the highway um, and that, in a sense, only you have a sort of authority or recognition of what's going on to say what the situation is. And, and, and what, I mean by that, what I mean by that is I'm sometimes characterised as you're incredibly intelligent, but you're incredibly sort of dense around sort of just life stuff. And, you know, it's said affectionately, and yeah, that's fine. And in some aspects, I think that's right. But for example, I mean, I just, I just sometimes feel that there I've is... I've said you're incredibly dense. No, but, no, 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 but, but a bit, a bit stupid around thing practical there, things. That's how it feels. Exactly. Right? So then I've got to think about how I say that to you, because that isn't how I would want you to feel. No, 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 but in, life, want... in life matters. No, no, but this is a really important key thing about communication. Rather like when I said to you, oh, well, I'm glad you said that because that's what I'm hearing and I'm bringing up old war wounds. So now you've told me that I'm going to work on that to not do that. And if that's how you're left feeling, even though I've never said you're intensely dense, that is hurting you when I say it, then I will not say it. But also at the other end of the spectrum, I, I, you know, in terms of where I've said, say I've decided, no, I want to do this first or I want to do that first, I feel like I'm met with a sort of irritation. Yeah. And I also feel that sometimes... If I say something about something to do with a project, to do with social media, to do with um, what's happening, or someone's opinion of something I've worked on or someone's opinion of me or us or whatever, I feel like there's a rush to say that it's irrational or it's paranoid mm. or it's, oh, stop focusing on that and, and or that's a distraction or whatever. And something else, which kind of is part of this is sometimes you'll throw up a really big topic You'll introduce something that's quite massive in its like ramifications. What? Like a what? No, no, yeah. So, like the other day, we were about to shoot something. We had a time constraint, and you threw a huge thought out, 
about something to do with the family. I get hijacked by that thought yeah. and I go towards it and then you go, no, 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 we haven't got time. Yeah, you're right. That yeah. makes me feel so frustrated because, okay, we haven't got time, but the, it's incumbent on you not to have raised it at that point if we haven't yeah. got time. Now, this is a huge, and this is, this is a good thing to do because this, again, thinking of you and a takeout on arguments, it is very, Mark and I think very similarly on a lot of things. And, and we're very similar in a lot of things. But we are two extremely different people. And it's really easy in a relationship to forget that. Hmm. And so there's two things that I want to say on this. First, I hear that and I do. And I am like that with everybody, everybody in my life. And part of that is my ADHD and the way that it functions for me mm. is that I have very impulsive thoughts. I can have lots of things that trip along like, like, like you do, but I tend to just like blurt stuff and then I'm able to like totally suck it back in and be totally normal. You don't do that. Now, there's no right or wrong here. I, you know, absolutely. I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm saying... That the more I understand about ADHD, the more I understand and the more a, I see that in clarity, what I do, I do it to the kids, I do it to everyone. I do it at work. I'll go, da, 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 and then I go, oh no, and I'll pull back. And that is very frustrating. I can see that. And I am really trying to work on that. Hmm. Uh, I, on the other point of, um, on, 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 on the managing of things, you are you are sometimes very impractical in a similar way that your mum is, right? Like, you know how sometimes when your mum says, oh, I'm going to go here first, and then I'm going to come back, and then I'm going to go, and we all go, why is she doing it like that? Now, when you're like that, it's usually because you are so hyper-focused on the thing that you're doing, whether it be your writing or whatever, that you do close off the rest of the world and you do make weird practical decisions. And I am very aware that sometimes I am way too bossy with that. Mm. And I shortcut because I don't want to explain that it's a total fucking waste of your time to do that first you've got to get and I shortcut it mm. because it's irritating me. So that I will work on. On the thing about when I say to you, you're being paranoid or you're being this, this is a massive one for me, right? And we've spoken about this in other podcasts. And yet now, my mind has completely changed on this. That's another important, just going back to tips. That's another really important thing to be able to do in a community, in a relationship, is to be able to say, do you know what, I've really thought that. And actually, I understand why I was like, and I've been wrong in that situation. I think it becomes so difficult to say you're wrong because you're so protective. We're so protective of our fragile egos. Mm. And to give and do we give away something when we say we're wrong? Do we make ourselves vulnerable vulnerable in the future if we say we're wrong? Mark is really good at admitting when he's wrong. It's a lovely quality of Mark's. He'll be completely impossible and like drive you completely mad. But then you are not afraid to say you're wrong. Now, one of the things that I find the most difficult thing—it's at the top of my list about you, mm. and always has been almost from week two of us knowing each other yeah. and has informed so much of my anger and, and frustration and occasionally icks towards you yeah. has been your 
your, I don't want to say sensitivity, I don't want to say that because sensitivity is used as an insult and I think sensitivity is a beautiful quality to have. But your inability to let things go and sometimes, I don't want to say chip on the shoulder, but that kind of thing, but you wear things deeply, you feel things deeply. Now, interestingly, listener, having really gone into ADHD, there is something called sensitivity dysphoria for not all ADHD people, but for many, and we recognise it in other people in our family as well, don't we? And it's a part of the brain. You know when people go, oh, that person's so oversensitive. Never say that to somebody, because actually it's a beautiful thing to be sensitive. And there is actually sometimes a real neurological reason for it. And it's this thing where, it's an actual thing, where it can, it's very, very painful to take in like, any kind of criticism, mm. huge fear about what other people think of you, which I has always driven me mad about you. Because I've always thought, what do I always say to you? I say you could talk to anyone anywhere in the world. You have such a vast interest and knowledge because you have this superpower memory apart from anything else. You can talk about every kind of music. You can talk about... you, And it, it literally makes me sometimes physically want to do things when I see you sell yourself down. So when, you, so when I come across as angry... I'm actually angry about the situation, but mm. I hear that he feels angry to you and I'm like, don't, don't, just get rid of it. Don't let that person, don't let that, don't let this affect you. Don't, because you're fucking incredible compared to this, compared to that person. What does that mean? And I've done that all our marriage and I have dealt with that in the ignorance that there is actually something for you that makes that extra difficult. Mm. Your particular neurodivergency makes that particularly difficult. The other day I was sat in the toilet and he just said something to me about something that had been said by somebody and I was, and I was like, fuming. it was lucky because I was in the loo. So I had a moment and I stopped myself and I thought, this is interesting because usually I would have hated him all day for this because I would have gone, why can't you just fucking let go of that? I would have kept that inside. Wow. But because I've got this new understanding, I sat on the loo a bit longer and was just like, just... Remember, this is a bit harder for some people than for other people. Well, that's kind of unusual that I hijacked you on the loo because that's something you do to me all the time. Every time I get to the loo. Another small Everyone does. As soon as Mark goes to the loo, everyone's like, where's where's Daddy? Where's Mark? (laughs) I mean, one of the other things that I suppose is a small example of where, as you rightly say, I think it's easy to reach back to past behaviour that's been wounds. traumatic or wounds in a, in a relationship. Pick them open again. And for something to be an echo of that or a kind of, you know, a reminder of that or a pulse of it. And, you know, you're on high alert to kind of make sure that that isn't in the DNA of what he's saying or feeling. And so I recognise that. So sometimes, I mean, so for example, if I was to say to you, oh, where are you on Friday? It, it's about practicalities. It's about pragmatism now more then it, then it would be you going why does he want to know what i'm doing why does he want to know no um, i don't really feel that anymore no 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 no. i know but there have been times oh, where really i can don't. see i sort of say or i hesitate because i think oh, i don't want no, to no, think no it's only that. when i've told you 25 times you don't remember right well there's that but so the no, other but for example something else that happens is you are so dramatic about everything as am i you do many more phone calls because you have a much bigger social circle than me um and so more often than not, if you and Dean are in the kitchen or if you're with family or if you're on the phone to someone, it's huge drama about, I don't know, doing something on Thursday or there not being any garlic at Asda, as well as <laughs> genuinely huge issues. Oh, my God, Dad's not well, da-da-da-da, all those sorts of things. 
And that's not to say you're diminishing, but you hit things in a sort of going to war fashion. I do. And that so when I when, when you come off a phone annoying. call and I say, what's happened? You go, don't be so nosy or it's none of your business. And I'm like, you've made it everyone's business by throwing drama into the centre of the house. Yeah. So it's not about nosiness. It's not about, but Jesus Christ, something dramatic must have happened. And because I struggle with anxiety and so do other members of the family, it can sometimes be unnerving because yeah. you're like, Jesus Christ, this could be really serious. Is Teddy ill? Is something ill? Is someone ill? Has something awful happened? Or, as I say, you know, they haven't got aubergine at Lidl. And it's like, uh, could we have some gradation of But what of about, okay, so you've acknowledged there that is, nine times out of ten it's because there's no aubergines in it, Asda. <laughs> no, not necessarily. So, how about if I say to you, yeah, that must be very fucking annoying. How about if we make the decision that if there is something really, truly dramatic, I'm going to tell you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I can't disagree with that. Um, constant. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about constant interruption of flow. I mean, in a weird way, that comes back to your AirPod things, AirPods, I don't know what they're called. Uh, my sense that if I'm doing something or something, as I say, you expect, and this is quite frustrating, you expect everyone to have under, understood what you've been thinking about before you open your mouth. You'll drop us, or drop me, certainly, into a context that I have no comprehension of because you've been in it, you've been thinking about it, You've been in your head talking about it. And so you'll open your mouth and you'll start to talk about something. And we were talking about something else before that. And you're kind of a bit irascible because I don't understand or I'm not catching up. And then I'll say, I don't understand. And then you're like, it's so annoying when you say you don't understand. Of course you understand. That's passive aggressive. That, you know, when I sometimes say I don't understand, I literally don't understand what you're saying because sometimes it's really confusing. Because, again, possibly because of your ADHD, you hit so many fractured thoughts. I do that when I'm... Well, do you think that's possibly or do you think that that is... I mean, from what, what you know with ADHD, what do you think that could be? I think it's definitely about ADHD. Yeah. yeah. And so do you think you could find a bit of compassion when that's happening? Because I am really trying to be more yeah, aware of, of that. And maybe not go, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And, and leave me feeling stupid. Because right. actually right. quite often I'm left feeling stupid when okay. you go... Yeah, no, no, you go, I know I do that. You go like this. You go like this. So maybe, rather fingers. like... Come on. No, don't, that's what you do. My fingers. I've never what? clicked my... Okay, let's take the different things. You do this. But you do go... You do. Yeah, okay. So so rather like my story of when I went to the toilet and went, don't be furious with him. This is... Maybe you could have a little bit of that for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it is hard because you get frustrated with me if I don't, if I'm not playing catch up immediately, and I'm not privy to what's going on in your head. So yes, I'll have compassion. So what for is that. the agreement there then? That I will be more tolerant, but equally, don't get annoyed with me because yeah. it's a thing. So you know, this. So again, thinking of tips for people here. So there's all there's these different things that have come up. Okay, now. <laughs> Usually, a better thing to do is to, is to tackle one at a time because you can get yeah. overwhelmed with it. So I think now what would be a good idea is for us to go over what we think, because this is another exercise that they give you in um, couples therapy, what we think the other one has asked for and what we think the decision that we come to is. I have one more on my list okay, first. <laughs> is your inability... And sometimes willingness. Maybe struggle. 
No, 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 not with this one. Not hang on, you don't know what I'm going to say. What word? A couple's therapy session of sometimes say. You don't know what I'm going to say. You're Check out of almost everything I say. That's why I have to repeat it 10 times because you never really listen. No, and that's why I don't so talk about things in depth. So this is a big, big thing. It's a big problem. With all relationships. It's a big problem. You check out. I don't feel any different. You say I check out. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Identical from you. We both do that. You are not the least bit interested in anything other than what you're interested in. That's not true. That's true. I wouldn't be. Wa- I would not be watching it's Hey true. You if that was true. It's because you become very interested in it for years. You were like, ah, oh, what's this? And then you wouldn't hear. <laughs> well, I'm a crack at it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so I do it. think you you do really have to be mindful that about that well, because something you have else. rested on your laurels with this, and you do exactly the same. But something thing. else is happening right now. A dynamic is happening right now that I, a couples counsellor would home in on. I've said something to you. But you've reflected it yeah. back, and I feel that the onus is now more on me no. to resolve this no. than it is you. We, we are equal. I just said we are equal. Mm. So what do we do about that? Because that is very difficult. For instance, if you're talking about a film, okay, I and when, when we do or, reviews or, together, or, and when we do reviews or, together, or, 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 or a film that I'm making or something that I'm, I'm, I'm making too. I know that there's a. I suppose the thing I know is that because you you you're, you can be knowledgeable, your your observations and interpretations, I think, are some of the best. I love having these conversations when we do reviews. It's really nice because we do talk more in depth. But I can see that I've got there's a window of time. Can I be really honest with you? Yeah. You sometimes do tell me the same thing fifty times. All right. You do. I'm going to be honest with you. And sometimes I want to say, I know you've told me that. But it's, I know what's happening with you. You've got, like, you rerun things. So say you're working on a film, you rerun things over and over and over again. You do. But then you want me to meet it each time you tell me with the same enthusiasm. And sometimes I do get bored because I've heard it before. Right, okay. And I think why you get bored with things that I'm saying is because I think the difference in our intellect, if I'm honest... I can just chat about all kinds of shit and you're not interested. And that's fine. So I I try not to chat to you about shit. But also, I would say like, you know, very, very quickly after my diagnosis of ADHD, you got very bored very quickly. It's like, okay, everyone's getting sick of that. And the girls have said they don't want you to talk about it anymore. And I was just like, oh God, this is really actually hard because I I don't... said that. You did. You said it to me last week. You said it. I didn't say it about you. I said it about sort of talking about it and not content, but I mean, in terms of yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. You say you don't listen to me. What I'm saying. That's not, that is Mark, absolutely not just true. A, I've just acknowledged that I do I, get I, a bit fed up. Just say to me, you're no, fed up no, with it. No, just you're, say you're making me say something. I well, genuinely then what is the disagree truth with it. The truth of it is, have I you have listened huge to any of the things I've sent you? Have you read any of no, the things I've that, sent you? That no. aspect of it. No, no I haven't. No interest whatsoever. No, I haven't. But you know what? In my in my own journey with mental health. I don't want to sometimes go into the depth of yeah, what other people think about it. Yeah, but we've done a lot of your journey of mental health. No, I agree, I and agree. I feel but like I've I... never, ever said to you, I've had enough, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes me sound so dismissive. And I have never sat at the table and gone, yeah, 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 that's okay, enough. Okay, but do you remember earlier when you said that you were so intensely de- dense about life? Mm. And I said, 
I don't want you to feel like that because if I'm saying something that's leaving you feel like that, I've got to redress that and I've got to rethink that because that's now not how I want you left feeling. So I'm perfectly willing and able now to say, okay, you've never said that, but that's how I'm left feeling. Okay. Are you able to acknowledge that that's how I'm well, left yeah. feeling? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously because, say you're because today something came up and I said, oh, I'd really like Mark to look at this because it was something to do with another family member around ADHD. And I thought, he won't read it. And I really want him to because I want to have a conversation about this. And it's like, I have really looked into bipolar and ADHD before I knew that you were what before I knew I was, but just out of interest. I look up what the drugs you've done, what side effects they might have. I, you know, and I feel that you you haven't engaged with me at all about it. Because you've got your own mental health stuff. Well, it's like I do a lot of mental health talking in this house, and it would be nice. To discover this together with you. Okay, well, I hear that. Because I think, I think actually, apart from anything else, it's so interesting and fascinating that we both have this thing. And how does that work in our marriage? And what's, you know, I, mm. I, I just have a real curiosity about it. But what I've been doing is going, well, he just doesn't. And so do I push him and ask him to have more curiosity? Or do I just say, well, he just doesn't? Like, if you wanted to talk to me about Yeah, but I suppose if, if I'm really... I, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I apologise if that's how you feel. You know, obviously, I wouldn't want to make you feel like that. I do have a resistance to over-identifying myself as only being... And I know we're not saying we're only it, but I end up falling down the trap of thinking oh, I'm just ADHD or I'm bipolar and, and, and I become defined by it. So I do, so I'm just explaining where perhaps that resistance comes from is I almost don't want to see more generic descriptions of what I am because it, for me, I feel reduces my self-esteem. But do you know what, Mark? But are you hearing you what know, I'm saying? I, I, I've just heard exactly what you said and I think maybe you've just hit upon the problem. That actually I'm asking you to help me discover it. I'm not actually... Right. Well, that, uh, yeah, and, and, that. and that's what I'm asking for. Mm. Mm. But obviously, I hear that, that you're saying, oh, God, but I don't want to look at this anymore about myself. And See, I'm unlike you. I don't want to go to a doctor to find out what's wrong with me. And... What do you mean? Well, it's like you often say, oh, well, if you're worried about that, go and see the doctor. And I'm like, no, I don't want to know I'm ill. And it's not about being but, in but denial. But you're not talking in relation to ADHD, you're talking about physical Well, no, illness. I'm using that as a parallel yes. example. Yeah, no, just same, to be clear. The same people. thing that kind of creeps into me, not seeing a doctor or refusing to want a diagnosis and not liking these things that predict whether you're going to die of this. But why? Why? I don't want to know. It's not that I don't want to know. I have to know what my mental health is. And I don't want to know it much more, but I hear what you're saying. Well, doing to, it, doing it, yeah. And you have. I have it to know you. your yeah, mental health yeah, for yeah. you. No, I, I see agree. that. I see that as a part, as a responsibility as your partner and the person who loves you and the person that has to be aware. And I just, I just feel. I just wish. I'm not asking for like loads. I'm just saying. I just wish there was a little bit mm. more curiosity mm. for me because actually. I know the whole world, or my, the rest of my world, friends and stuff, that there's no room to talk about this at all. Mm. Because it's, it's... And listen, guys, I just want to say, within this, don't look for the similarities, not the differences. This is a way that we're showing you that you can talk about stuff. Yours might be about something completely different. It's about how do you communicate that you want your partner to engage more on something. Ours just happens to be ADHD, but for you as a listener, it might be something else. And we are now, at this point, if we're, I'm outside looking in, weaving our way around not being hurt, not being defensive, not going into attack. And the only way to do that is to keep going, oh, maybe, okay, let me think. Oh, da-da-da, oh, da-da-da. Something else that I just want to flag up um, is 
around parenting, and this is a really tricky one because understandably, daughters will talk to their mums in more emotional detail about issues around femininity, body change, boys, all that kind of stuff. I do sometimes feel parked outside of that beyond those parameters. I mean, I think I'm very, it's like the other day, um, you said to the girls, you were talking about something, you said, oh, dad's got his earphones in. I had one earphone in and Maddie caught me putting the other one in out of respect because I didn't want to hear stuff. And I do, I do really respect that. You know, of course my curiosity is tight because I care for them. Um, but I do sometimes worry that there's an assumption I won't understand or I won't comprehend or I won't be able to be nuanced. And something I've tried to really change is the kind of uh, knee-jerk reaction to things that in the past I would acknowledge was a problem. And, and I feel that I have changed that. But I feel it's not that I want a reward for that, but it feels like, well, still nothing's changed and I still am slightly characterised, like, oh, dad will have this reaction, oh, dad will have that, or your dad will be like this. And so I do feel quite often outside of what sometimes feels like a clique. Now, you're going to say exactly the same about me and Maddie, potentially. But something I want to acknowledge was that the other day, I'm not going to go into the details of it, there was something that flagged up that was a concern of one of the girls. And I talked to you about it. And it took an enormous amount of bravery to talk about it because I was really nervous about talking about it. And when I talked about it, it was so wonderful the way you paused didn't take offence, didn't, and, and I, part of that is, in how, I hope, in how I presented it from a place of care and concern. And I was really relieved and it felt like a really different situation. And I felt like I could contribute to helping resolve something that was potentially becoming a bigger issue than it needed to. And so I felt really useful in that. And so I'd like to say thank you because, I don't know if it was conscious, you completely wrong-footed me because I came to that thinking she's just going to say no, she's going to dismiss it and it's going to be this, that and the other. Well, I know exactly what you're talking about and I did, and, and the reason for me, because it's, again, it's almost like a mirror thing where I thought, wow, I can really hear his genuine support here right. for my situation. And I think often the dads play the fool. They do, you know, mm. like I will have to do the really boring telling off and mm. then... You know, dad will come in and make a bit of a joke for the rest of the evening to try and like dispel the weird atmosphere. And mm. it's just, it's, it often falls that way between mm. one person and the other. And, and, and that's always done with good intention from you. But sometimes, see, we're both saying the same thing again, that you can feel excluded with that chat. Now, and then I can feel excluded from when there's had to be something stricter and then, and then it's you that makes everything happy mm. and jolly mm. again. And then I feel lonely and outside of everything and I feel like the bitch and mm. I feel like this. So I think that we both do that because we slip quite into quite traditional roles sometimes with the kids. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, you just, you didn't completely be Mr. Total, like, happy, nice guy. You actually stepped up to the plate for me. You were really, really measured. It was an excellent thing that you wrote. It was perfect. Couldn't have done it. No, better. I'm talking about and it really meant, that. And it really meant a lot, that. And I just did think... Wow, this actually feels really good. We should communicate more on these. But things. I was actually That's not wonderful. talking about that. I was talking about something before that, where there was a worry creeping in in relationship, and I 
That wasn't that wasn't the thing I was talking well, we about. Well, we're talking in shadows because I'm talking about one thing and you're talking about. But it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying was, we were in our bedroom and I said, yeah. "Oh, I've had a conversation. We were out. We talked about this. There's a concern that this is happening and this is happening." I went to great lengths to explain yeah. this. this yeah, and this. okay. Whatever the details are, but the point is here that we both felt that the other one had right. reached out and yeah. heard us and supported yeah, us, yeah. and that made a big fucking difference. But. It's not just about being able to give it. You have to be able to receive it. So one of you, like you could be, I could be complaining about you to you and you could give me a gift and I might not see it because I'm too in my complaining. So it is about going, yeah, that was a gift. Thank you for that gift. That's a really important thing. Mm. But that, that, that we're so much better at than we were. Yeah. All of the things we've discussed here would have in the past ended up in a massive row, storming off, saying we hated each other, not talking to each other, banging doors, not speaking to each Trust me. Mm. Trust true. me. That is what would have happened. So I, I hope it hasn't been too detailed for you in our lives, but I think it, I, I hope that it was helpful to see how you can. One big tip, never say, you made me feel. Because as soon as you say, you made me feel... All the other person is going to do is go, no, I didn't. Mm. You've got to say, I've been left feeling. You've heard us do that a couple of times. So we go, oh my God, I didn't mean that, but you've been left feeling that way. That, I'm going to think about that. And I think way back in the past, we wouldn't have got to the end of this podcast. No. We'd I've have got torn, to go now, because I can see other. both our kids failing yeah. us. No. Hey, home, marriage, being a parent. Anyway, yeah, that was really interesting. Do By subscribe the way, if you me. like it. I love you. Oh, and I love you too. Mm.